Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming out to Put your hands together. 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 already i'm into you what's up this crowd hello good to see you yes i predict good things from you i can tell your attitudes are nice look at how snuggly you are this is a kind of attitude you look almost you look physically uncomfortable that's what we look for in an audience you know what i mean we don't keep you on the edge of your chairs and like you know and then then you laugh uh because you're in it you know you're in it you're really in the whole thing it's fun what a show. I'm Cameron Esposito. I'll be your host. I'm wearing a sweater vest. I am wearing a sweater vest. Uh, it's a risk. I'm taking a real risk. But I feel good about it. Uh, so, you know, I, it's, I did a fa- I, that's my gift to you guys, is I could have worn sleeves, but I picked a vest. I am having a great week. I'm excited. Well, we got a great show tonight. All the comics are backstage. They can hear you. Let's clap for them. All those. We got a great lineup tonight. And I'm stoked that they're here. And I'm stoked all you guys are here. And also, I want to just say up top, because I, sometimes I forget to say this, that we not only are we here every Tuesday night at 8 at the UCB Theater, but we also put the show out as a podcast. So if you're here right now tonight, or if you're listening at home uh, tomorrow or in the future, um, which is kind of cool, because we're time traveling all as a group right now, uh, <laughs> then what I could just ask you guys a favor, just go on iTunes, please, and give us a like or subscribe, because it really helps other people to find the show. I think we're doing awesome stuff in terms of stand-up comedy. We're putting out actual stand-up comics stand-up content as a show, as it sounds in, uh, in real life. And so I think very nobody else is really doing that. I'm proud of us. I'm proud of the show. So please tell your friends about it and share it and please like it. On, I know that sounds silly. You're like, why would I, why would I rate it? Why would I review it and rate it? Well, because then we, you know, we go through the roof and then other people can see it and then they like it, they rate it, and then they send it to their... So it's a, it's a butterfly effect of... <laughs> That, it's the movie The Butterfly Effect. <laughs> Starring Jake Gyllenhaal. I don't remember who was in that. But it should have been Jake. He's a great actor. I just saw him in End to Watch. He was terrific. I would like to recast him in The Butterfly Effect. <laughs> and uh, I got a cool... What's going on this week? You, you guys might notice I'm bright and cheery. Uh, and that's because I'm going on vacation this coming weekend. Yes! <laughs> Uh, I have not been on vacation or, like, taken a trip that wasn't work-related since moving here about a year ago to Los Angeles. And then also, uh, I'm going with my fiancé, Rhea Butcher, who also runs our show. You could clap for Rhea. And you could clap for Ryan McManaman, who tapes our show and is my co-producer. Um, but yeah, we're going uh, on our first vacation together. We're going on our first vacation together as humans, to which you say, you made a commitment to each other? without ever vacationing together? Yeah, because we're gonna get shit done in our life together. We're gonna work first. We're gonna play later. We're going to Palm Springs. I don't know, who cares? I was like, uh, I think it's a hundred. 
there right now. I think it's, um, like you said, more for, uh, in, increasing on, well, I didn't say I was a great planner. I just said we were going there for the weekend. Uh, however, we are doing a little Airbnb situation, and the, we're renting like a mini house on a property that also has a maxi house. That's a gross... Anyway, um, we're renting a little mini house, and uh, we're renting a mini house that also has a saltwater pool. So I don't have to worry about that over 100... Is it... What is the benefit of a saltwater pool? Does anyone know? I don't care. I was like, sure! No chlorine, it doesn't hurt your eyes. Okay, great. Are you buoyant? Will it buoy me? Um, It feels like it would. Plus, like you know, kind of good for the skin and um, for food even, if you, like, because we're going to cook. Let's just go get some of that. Put it right in, especially out of somebody else's pool. You know what I mean? Just add that right to your salad. Kind of spritz it on the salad. We got a saltwater pool. We're renting from um, a gay male couple who live in the maxi house. And... The only reason I bring that up is because, like, they're, I think they're maybe in their, just from the picture that I've seen them, I think they're maybe in their mid-40s or early 50s, and, like, two dudes, I mean, there's no uh, kids visible in the picture, and there's no kids listed as amenities. <laughs> so, I, I, I assume they're just, like, a coupled adult, you know, like, man, like, and they're just, and they, they seem smiley in the picture, and uh, they have great perks, these dudes are living, what is their actual life? Because the part of the thing that it's, there's just a, there's like a, if you scroll through the photos of the property, one of the photos, uh, the sub, the, like, it's not even referenced anywhere else. It's just underneath there it says, and this is the uh, Victorian wooden bed that we use as an outdoor cabana. <laughs> and it has like ornate lions on it <laughs> and drapery. <laughs> So I can't wait to just step into their shoes for a minute. You know, like they're probably pretty nice shoes. <laughs> just kind of see what their world is like. Very excited about it. What's who, has anybody here taken a, like a recent vacation that was a big hit? Does anyone have any tips or tricks? Anyone, did anyone go anywhere that was like really a big success? I'm not going to squash your dreams. If you say that you did, I will, I will uh, only agree with you. Nobody? We've all, none of us have had... Has anybody had a really not positive experience? <laughs> yeah, you had a bad one? What? You were trying to get to Oregon and you got stuck in LAX for five hours. Well, that is, that's, that's shitty. Did you ever get there? I did. Mm-hmm. I bet, you know what? Listen, I guess the good news is you were going to Oregon. And like five hours in Oregon, nothing happened. Like, <laughs> not because Oregon's not cool, but because like that's, that whole state is on a different, like they were just like, Oh no, we've just been, we've just been wilting our lettuce. <laughs> we just haven't done anything. I mean, I made a couple shirts out of grass, but in anticipation of your arrival, you know, like it's you didn't. It's like a, it's a it's a chill, it's a relaxed state. Did you so did you end up enjoying your trip? Where did you go? What city were you going to? Uh, it's called Gearheart. It's way up on the coast. Gearheart on the coast. So yeah, there was probably no rush. I mean, except you were probably trying to come back down here. Were you trying to, like, really maximize your vacation time? I was just golfing. With you were golfing? With your family? Yeah. 
in the small town on the coast of Oregon? That's cool. That's an interesting life. You should be going to Palm Springs. They got tons of golfing. I have heard from my dad. Are you a good golfer? Sometimes. Are you into it? You're into golf. Huh. That's rad. Because, like, you're a young lady. You know, and, and with, like, a... You know, with some sort of necklace on. <laughs> and I wouldn't... Get, get in here. Please enjoy yourselves. Hello. Hi. Enjoy yourselves. Yeah. Uh, well, that's cool. I want to applaud your... Let's hear it for this gal. She made it up there. <laughs> Tons of parties. You parred, right? I'm just naming golf things. Bet you took your woods and your irons. I don't know. You should have borrowed my sweater vest. Why were we not friends at the time? I got another one that's Argyle. So just look me up later. I'll mail it to you. You can just have it. Because it feels like you would get the proper use out of it. Guys, are we ready for the rest of the show? Awesome. Hey, this first comic, he is a favorite here. Put your hands together. He also, he's been on Conan, and he also is organizing uh, the High Plains Comedy Festival, which is going to happen in September in Denver. I'm going to that, so you should go to that if you're there and listening to the show. Or if you're here, you should just support him uh, by going to that in the future. Like when, you know, when, you, when you've saved up and you're not going to Oregon to golf, just make a trip to Denver to see great comedy. Let's hear it right now from Mr. Adam Caden Hollins, guys. Give it up for Adam. <laughs> Hey guys, keep it going for Cameron Esposito, huh? I like that she's hyping my comedy festival that takes place in September. The comedy festival is August 23rd through 24th. I booked Cameron. I bought her a fucking ticket. I'm so sorry. Yeah. You're just fucking propagating lies to these people. She's off the fest. Who wants in? Anybody else want on the festival? We have one hole to fill. And it'd be good if it was an elven-shaped, adorable comic. <laughs> Cover that niche market that we're now lacking. What's up, Jake? How you doing? That's Jake. He always dresses like that. His life just one big comedy safari, isn't it, Jake? <laughs> Where you have to stop and play jazz band for a little bit in the middle of the safari. Everybody have a good prom this year? Everybody enjoy prom? You guys have a good prom season? You guys, you don't have to be in high school to enjoy prom. You just have to eat at a cheesecake factory during the month of May or June to see all of prom on display right in front of you. That's my favorite thing ever, that pre-prom dinner. Are you kidding me? Two 17-year-olds sitting opposite each other in ill-fitting fancy clothing all full of nervous energy and anticipation. Is tonight going to be the night? I always just want to tap the boy in the shoulder in that scenario and just go, lean in and go, I'm from the future. Not only are you not going to hook up with her tonight, but this is also the happiest you'll ever be. Just walk off. Now come out to the parking lot, help me finish this peppermint schnapps, you guys. These Blink-182 CDs are not going to listen to themselves. We have miles to go before we sleep. Lots of crying to do. 
I was flying on an airplane recently, and the man seated next to me was like 70-plus, I'd guess. He was an old man. And we didn't exchange a word. And then in the middle of the flight, he produced several pieces of paper and started reading from them. So I looked over to see what they were. And they were notes from a workshop entitled Beginning Friendships. Yeah, they were notes for how to begin a friendship and then maintain the friendship. This guy was 70 years old. Have you ever heard of anything sadder in your fucking life? So I was like, buddy, it's not that hard. I'll, I'll be your friend. We're friends. Guess what? You and I are friends. And he's like, really? I was like, yeah, dude, we're buds. And he's like, well, it says here that you and I should have some shared virtues, have some virtues in common. Do we have any shared virtues? And I was like, I'll tell you everything you need to know about me in one sentence. I'm all about the pussy. <laughs> he didn't want to be friends after that. It's like, I think I figured out your problem, dude. You're a fucking square. You guys want to see my impression of a hipster comedian with Crohn's disease? Okay, here's my impression of a hipster comedian with Crohn's disease. Hey, where are the cool hospitals to hang out around here? Oh, you don't know what Crohn's disease is? It's a bacterial infection. We took a risk. It didn't work. I overheard this at a bar the other night. I heard this exact phrase. I heard a guy say, I'd love to stick around for the spelling bee, but I can't because I'm going to be late for my kickball game. <laughs> this was uttered by a 30-year-old man with a mohawk in a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles t-shirt. Welcome to 2013, everybody. We're all 11. <laughs> Think about it, you guys. We've deified the cupcake. Our vitamins are now gummy bears. Voodoo Donuts in Portland, Oregon is a cult phenomenon because they figured out you could put Captain Crunch on a fucking eclair. <laughs> Whoever figures out how to combine infused vodkas and tree houses going to be swimming through coins Scrooge McDuck style, you guys. <laughs> and that's the only way I have of describing extreme wealth because no one in this room knows what a mutual fund is. <laughs> no idea. What's that? Scholarship for Quakers? I have no clue. <laughs> no idea. It makes sense, though, you guys, if you think about it. We have it easier than our parents had it. We have it easier than our grandparents had it. We have leisure time to sit around and think about things. And the only thing we've been able to determine as a group is that childhood was fucking awesome. <laughs> and childhood was awesome, but it was awesome because it came with a childlike sense of wonder. And if you're a normal person, that childlike sense of wonder should have died at you at your first disappointing hand job, whether you got one or gave one. <laughs> That's when the child inside of you should be like, fuck this, I'm out. This is life, I want my money back. Because childhood is like chocolate. And adulthood is like Baker's chocolate. It can still be delicious, you guys, but it's going to take a lot of work. And then once you've put in that work and made that delicious product, you should just have a few bites of it and then give it to a child because you're nearing 40, your metabolism slowed down, you're fat as shit. I was hanging out at my, uh, my sister's house the other day, and she has a three-year-old named Henry. He's my nephew. And Henry came up to me, and he goes, Hey, Uncle Adam, do you know what time it is? And I go, No, what time is it? And he goes, It's punching butts time. <laughs> and then he proceeded to punch everybody in the room's butt. And I looked at my sister. I was like, She's like, Yeah, 6.30, punching butts time. <laughs> I was like, My nephew's a fucking genius. 
at three, he's already realized what it takes some fraternity brothers, 19, 20, 21 years to realize that life is all about punching butts. But he's got a narrow window to enjoy that genius. Only three-year-olds and fraternity brothers can get away with punching butts time. If I go up to a group of gal pals at a happy hour at the Outback Steakhouse and be like, guess what, guys? It's punching butts time. They're like, nope, talk to a manager time. <laughs> Joke's on them, though. Kenny and I went to high school. I'll be back in that Outback in three days. <laughs> Once the dust settles a little bit. <laughs> Let everything cool down around here. My grandmother's not racist. But like all of your grandparents, she comes from a more racist era. So there's a sort of residual racism that remains, you know? It's like when a fat man spends his entire life sleeping on a mattress. When he dies, there's still the imprint of that fat man in the mattress. And you want to throw that mattress away, but you can't throw that mattress away because that mattress is the South. Mm -hmm. We need them for things like pecans and Colonial Williamsburg. recently eating at a Red Lobster with my grandmother in Richmond, Virginia on a Sunday. It was packed. All old people love all-you-can-eat shrimp. Are you kidding me? They get plates of that, they take it home, they freeze it, they reheat it, they eat it again. It's a depression-era mentality. Waste not, want not, you guys. I go to Red Lobster, first thing I do, two plates of shrimp, drop them on the fucking floor. I don't care. We're for more opulent times. Let's have fun. Richmond, Virginia, Sunday. Red Lobster, packed. And my grandma and I are watching as all these vans and buses of post-churchgoers are pouring into this Red Lobster. And by and large, most of them are black Southern Baptists. So we're watching this procession of people pour in. And all of a sudden, my grandma just blurts out. She goes, it must be Black Week at Red Lobster. I was like, Grandma, what did you just say? She's like, it's true. Look how many of them there are. I was like, Grandma, you can't call them thems. Here's an iPad. Distract yourself. But God help her, she's senile. She's suffering from dementia. So every two minutes, she has this realization again. She's just like, oh, it must be Black Week at Red Lobster. I think it's Black Week at Red Lobster. And that goes on for like 20 minutes. Finally, we got sat. And I asked the hostess, I was like, is it always this crowded in here? And she's like, well, only during Black Week. And I was like, oh. <laughs> it's going to do it for me, you guys. Come to my festival in October. It's going to be really fun. Thanks. Uh, hi, Adam. First of all, hey, so sorry about that. <laughs> I, I was up there like, I don't even honestly know when this is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that is. I think I, listen, I'm just really busy right no, now. No, you got a lot on your plate. But talk to me about why, actually, let's move right over here for just a second. So Away talk to, yeah, sizzles. the weird little, um, talk to me about why you guys are doing a comedy festival. Um, well, my, I'm constantly touting the Denver comedy scene as, as uh, one of the best in the country. I love it, and I stubbornly don't really want to move away from it. And you got, and you are a part of a comedy collective sketch group what, called, the, the called the Grolics. Yeah. Grolics there. And, uh, and so um, I just decided, along with my friend Andy Jewett, who's kind of a comedy producer type, that it's time we had a festival. We had like a Bridgetown or a, a similar type of festival. So we're just doing it. We're putting it on. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it seems a little bit, from the things I've read so far and the places that on the website as venues it seems a little Bridgetown-y in terms of like it seems like it's theaters and bars yeah and it's like in a cool area of town awesome. that's where the hipsters play and it's just gonna be like a walking festival that you can bounce from spot to spot to spot 
and, and people buy passes. People buy passes as opposed to like individual like, show like, tickets. Exactly, like a music festival's run. It's just like awesome. okay, I'm going to go see Cameron Esposito at eight fifteen, and then pop over and see Kyle Kinane at eight forty. Yeah. like just jumping between venues like that. Well, that's rad. I can't wait to do it. And I I have only been in Denver to do one show, our which show, which was your show, which was a fun and it was show. a great time. So I'm excited to go back and. Yeah. See the full experience. The High Plains Comedy Festival. High Plains Comedy Festival dot com. It's yes. gonna be good. It's gonna awesome. be good. Awesome. Well yeah. I'll see you there. Oh my god. Adam Caden Holland. First of all, hilarious. Second of all, proving I am human. <laughs> and therefore fallible. Unlike the Pope. One more time for Adam. Let's hear it for Adam. Actually, I misspoke. I misspoke just then, because just like a sidebar, I mean, I did study theology in college. So uh, the Pope is only infallible when he says he is. Do you guys know that? There's like a thing where he says, yep. Like he'll say that before he says a certain thing. This is one of the ones. And then that thing can't be wrong. But then a lot of his other stuff, totally wrong. Just giving you guys, I didn't know if you knew that. Tips and tricks. Also, sometimes when he says, this thing is totally true, then like a couple generations later, he's like, nah, I don't know what I meant. So it's, you know, it's pretty uh, dicey either way, honestly. Uh, you know. Okay. Just a little sidebar. Hey, I, I love this sex comic. I'm so glad he's on the show tonight. Let's hear right now from Mr. Matt Ingebretson, guys. Give it up for Matt. Hilarious dude. Thanks. Good to be here, guys. Um, I ate pizza for dinner tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Please, thank you. Stop it. Okay, continue clapping. Keep that applause going for the pizza. I ate pizza for dinner. Whenever I eat pizza, I always take a napkin and dab the grease off of the pizza. And then I eat the napkin. <laughs> and I eat the... They say mangoes are the most sexual fruit, but I had a mango recently and it basically just laid there the whole time until I came. <laughs> Been doing very little with my life lately, so I started trying to volunteer more. Every Monday, go down to the soup kitchen for a few hours, teach a homeless people how to Instagram their soup. <laughs> I uh, was sad today. I was super sad for no reason at all. Whenever I get bummed out, I like to watch videos of cute animals on YouTube. Anybody else do that? Everyone in here lives happy, fulfilled lives. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Particularly fond of interspecies friendships. My cute animal videos. Just watching this video of this dog and this elephant that were best friends. There was this elephant reserve, and then for some reason, they just let a bunch of stray dogs out there. And this one dog and this one elephant became best friends and did everything together. And then one day, the dog got a spinal cord injury and had to go to a treatment center right outside of the fence. And the elephant went and stood by the fence for three weeks. Three weeks while his best friend got better. Now, that's a touching story until you consider the part that they left out, which is that the elephant clearly stepped on the dog. <laughs> Dogs don't just randomly get spinal cord injuries. <laughs> Dogs are man's best friend and frequently an elephant's blind spots. He got <laughs> stepped on. I don't know if you guys can see from there, but I have dimples. And these beautiful, sweetheart, all-American dimples. When I was a kid, my friends used to tell me that the reason I had dimples is because my parents had sex while my mom was pregnant with me. 
Have any of you guys heard this delightful backstory to dimples? The implication of that being that when my mom was pregnant with me, my dad's dick went into her vagina, through her birth canal, and dented my face twice. Also, that my dad comes after two pumps, or else I'd have dents all over my face. Also, that my dad has the most powerful dick of all time. Five inches is the average size dick. Five inches. I was talking to my friend, and he said, yeah, I have a big dick, but it's nothing to write home about. I was like, yeah, I don't think anybody's writing home about their dick. It's a really weird letter to write your parents. Dear mom and dad, I have a huge dick. Love your son. P.S. Thanks for the huge dick. (laughs) Who's single in the audience tonight? Now, round of applause from the singles here tonight. Losers. Fucking ugly. Undateable. Losers. Who's in a relationship here tonight, huh? Round of applause. If you're... I give it three months. Three agonizing... Recently joined OkCupid for the third time around. (laughs) Round three. Sent a message to a girl on there, and she responded and told me I was coming across as desperate, and I was like, I'm on fucking OkCupid. (laughs) Of course I'm desperate. Came across a girl on there whose screen name was Dick Destroyer. (laughs) Don't know what type of message she was trying to... Went on a date with a girl on there whose screen name was Natural Poison, and I did not know her real name when I went to the bar, so I had to go up to her in front of other people and address her as Natural Poison. This is a true story. And we ended up making out in a parking lot later that night, and uh, she noticed across the parking lot... A man sitting on the ground, looking at us, jerking off. We did not stop making out because, you know what I mean? (laughs) I am single right now. I feel good about being single because I just associate relationships with like the bad part of my last relationship when it all went downhill. Like, to give you an example of where we were at, we used to go on walks a lot. We were on this walk one time, and I saw some birds fly out of a tree. And I said, do you ever think birds take for granted the fact that they can fly? And she said, I can't do this. (laughs) That's the anger that I was trying to express. (laughs) That's all I had in me. I, uh, this is a question for all the gay guys in the audience. No, it's not. Not all the gay guys. All the straight guys in the audience. All the straight guys. If any of you have ever been talking to a gay guy that is not hitting on you, and you start to feel self-conscious about the fact that he's not hitting on you, so you start hitting on him. I once told a gay guy that I liked his belt buckle. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to have sex with men, but I do want them to compliment my shoulders. I do think sexuality is on a spectrum, though. You know, you can be gay, straight, somewhere in the middle. I think we're all somewhere in the middle. I'm very straight, though. I'm like 98% straight. But like 2% of me wants to run my hands through Johnny Depp's hair. Mm-hmm. 98% straight. 2% of me wants to know what Channing Tatum's abs smell like. 98% straight. 2% of me wants to suck dick 24-7. 
I, uh, I'm going to tell this and then I'll leave you. I put my virginity on Craigslist recently. I'm not a virgin. This girl put her virginity on, on eBay for like $100,000. Did you see that? And so I wanted to... It's going to give mine away for free on Craigslist in the men looking for women section. And I, the ad said, my name's Matt Ingebretson and I want to lose my virginity. And then in the copy it said, I'm six feet four inches tall, very into having fun. And I'm a virgin. I've been waiting to lose my virginity to the right person. Is it you? Please respond with a short 100 to 200 word essay why you think you are the right person to take my virginity. Sincerely, Matt Ingebrits in parentheses, virgin. First response was from Jack. Yeah. Jack's essay was dot, dot, dot. This is sad. Next response was from Sam. Nobody got the message that I was looking for women. Uh, Sam said, why Matt Ingebretson should lose his virginity to me? I have a soda can wide 10-inch dick. That was the end of the responses. God, from this. This was an upsetting experience for me. It's like, Sam, I don't need a soda can wide dick in my virgin asshole. I need like a Red Bull-sized dick to stir. Like a five-hour energy-sized like a five-inch sweetheart dick to get me started in this wide world of sexuality. That's it for me. Thanks, everybody. Guys, Matt Engelbretson. One more time for Matt. So a cool thing is that uh, there is a comic who's also an artist here in L.A. called Eddie Molden. Where are you, Eddie? Because we've not even... There you are. What's up? Guys, uh, so what's cool about Eddie is that he drew us a thing, and um, you might draw more of these things, yes? Yeah. You're going to draw more of these things. So this is a promo for today's show, and it's uh, it's Matt Inga Jetson. (laughs) So it's Matt Inga Bretson, but also George... Jetson. So it's Matt Inga Jetson. And I want to send this home with one of you guys. First of all, round of applause for Eddie, because that's rad. That's awesome. And hilarious. And there's only two of these printed. This is one of two. Matt gets the other one. So you're, it's a pretty big collector's item for the Matt Inga Bretson fan, uh, who also loves Rosie the Robot and flying cars. Uh, so I'm just going to... Um, all right, I'm just going to take real quick. Uh, I know we talked about this at the top. You gave me a, a don't do this. You know, don't go to Portland, uh, Oregon, golfing with your family. That was a tip and a trick. Uh, but I just would like to hear uh, one positive tip or trick from a vacation this weekend. Uh, would somebody like to please uh, add a positive tip or trick? Feels like you have one. Uh, I went skiing this, this winter with a porn star. So. That's... <laughs> That is neither a tip nor a trick. <laughs> and yet, I'm so happy that you just said a declarative sentence. That was uh, for the people of the podcast. You just said, I went skiing this winter with a porn star. So I want to give you this because, first of all, congratulations. That really enjoy the Matt Inga Jetson. One more time for Eddie. It's beautiful. Beautiful work. Also, uh... Uh, like you went skiing with a porn star. How did that happen? Old friend from high school. Old friend from high school. Found out she does porn now. Found out she does porn now. Yeah. But during skiing or before? Or? Well, uh, it came up. 
it came up. <laughs> Don't say that about that. Um, uh, she mentioned it? She mentioned, like, uh, like she, I, I told her that I had my sapphic issues. And she's like, that's okay, I do gay porn. You told her you had sapphic issues? <laughs> that's the most clinical way of saying you want to fuck a chick I've ever heard. <laughs> you have sapphic issues, and so... Uh, okay, you have sapphic issues, and you told her that you sap- you came out to her. I came out to and her. And then she came out to you. And then she was like... That's kind of beautiful. I, she came out to you. She said, well, you mm-hmm. are maybe into women. Yeah. Uh, and I pretend to be into women. She said, I pretend to be into women for money so that men can watch. Because <laughs> she is not one of our sisters. <laughs> I just want you to know that. I mean, I, I'm, I'm t- totally fine with people doing porn, but, you know, it's a weird, it's a weird thing to say. There's a line. There's a line. Yeah, no, I mean, it's not, it's not that there's a line. It's just, like, sometimes people do, I, I have found that, like, I, you know, I've definitely come out to people, you know, like, I, well, when I was, when that was relevant to my life, when I didn't have this haircut, when it was like, when I had to come out to people, and they were like, oh, you're kidding, you know, back when that was uh, relevant, um, when I had your haircut. And I, yeah, I would come out to people and I did have like more, yeah, I, you know, definitely women would be like, oh my God, I once kissed a girl in college. (laughs) So you're like, well, this is going to affect the rest of my life. (laughs) And that sounds like it was probably a weird night for you. (laughs) Um, Okay, cool, rad. Okay, so that's cool. But did you, you didn't, were you, you, sounds like you feel weird about this, that she does porn. First of all, I think you could take off Star. Yeah. Unless you looked her up. Did you find out her name? Her, like, porn name? I looked her up. You looked her up? Yeah. So you are I've, star caliber I've, I've seen, pornography. I've seen parts of her that I never wanted to see. You've seen parts of her you... Well, let me, let me just level with you. If you didn't want to see her, you should not have looked her up. Because you already knew what you were looking for. I love the idea of you Googling, but then, cl- like, covering your eyes. Oh, no! No! name porn I my friend's name and porn and then I found her butt that is weird <laughs> sounds like you got what you were looking for I more more than you more than you were looking for so uh was she good at her job I I only saw so much to prove that she was actually in porn and then I was like, oh, yeah. I don't need to <laughs> awesome. So I love the final thing I want to say is that you clicked on it to prove that it was really going to be porn. Because there's an option. You're right. There's totally an option that it's like her being like, yeah. And then you click on it, it's just kittens. <laughs> She's not in porn at all. <laughs> that was just footage of her skiing with me. <laughs> well, uh, thank you for sharing. Congratulations on your poster and your sapphic. What was it? Issues. And your sapphic issues. <laughs> Round of applause for that gal right there. Oh, man. We are going to keep the show right on rolling. Uh, this next comic, he has been on Californication. That's a cool show. And uh, right here in California. And it came, you know what I mean? Anyway, um, it seems like there's a, I don't know. But, uh, okay, great. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Matt Manser, guys. Get up for Matt. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, so I often hear like uh, people say like how tough it is if you find yourself like stuck in the friend zone. You know, if you if you like someone but they just want to be friends, and that is tough. But uh, I found that it is 
like even tougher uh, if you're stuck uh, in the brother zone. <laughs> that is really tricky one to work your way out of. Like I've done it, but it's difficult to. I'm fucking my sisters. What? What I'm trying to say. Just to get that out of the way right off the bat, let you know that. Um, I'm fucking my sister, and I'm a big music fan. That's my segue. Uh, big music fan. Um, have uh, some fun. Here's a fun uh, music fact you might not know. Uh, the song uh, Isn't She Lovely by Stevie Wonder. Uh, that's not a rhetorical question. He really doesn't know if she's lovely. <laughs> So just help him out if you see him and he asks that question. Just help him out. Uh, I was uh, over at a local restaurant, House of Pies, the other day. Uh, not to brag. Uh, and uh, over in one of the booths, uh, uh, I saw the rapper uh, uh, Ice-T uh, sitting there. And uh, he was uh, sipping on a lemonade. And, and all of a sudden, he just morphed into Arnold Palmer. Quite a sight to see. A um, little more about me. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm really into gay porn. Uh, lesbian porn, I should be more specific. Which is real. Those, they really are lesbians, okay? Don't, don't ruin the illusion for me, Cameron. Come on. They're real. Real lesbians. Uh, uh, you know, I think, like, you know, guys, you know, they'll watch, like, guy-girl porn because they like to imagine that they're the guy. But uh, for me, I, you know, I'll watch Just Girls because it just seems more uh, realistic uh, to imagine myself as a bystander. <laughs> you know, because I could be, I could be uh, like a cameraman. Like, that's plausible. Or, or like a best boy grip. I don't know what that is. I could probably do that. Or like one of the lesbian's friends who's just like, on set, visiting and like cheering her on. It's just more, more believable. Uh, so you can, as you can probably tell from my, uh, my outgoing personality, uh, I'm, I'm known for my wacky characters on stage. Um, actually, I've been working on, uh, on this one character. Uh, this is a uh, shy, sassy black lady. This is shy, sassy black lady. Oh no, you didn't. M- maybe you did. I don't know. a shy, sassy black lady. Um, actually, been working on this one other uh, impression. as uh, more impression. Uh, this is uh, the rap part of every Linkin Park song. <laughs> the rap of every Linkin Park song. The feelings that I feel, they make me feel bad. I want to feel good, instead I feel bad. Good, good, good. Bad, bad, bad. Not, not happy. Sad, sad, sad. <laughs> and then screaming for 30 seconds. Just screaming. Um, and I know that's a rap part from every Linkin Park song because I have the first two Linkin Park albums, which I enjoy. So fuck you guys for laughing at that. It's not funny. Those are just good lyrics. Just really good lyrics. I uh, was watching uh, Animal Planet the other day. And uh, while I was watching, there was a brief clip of the Statue of Liberty on there. Uh, so I realized uh, Animal Planet has actually been Earth this whole time. 
can't fool me. I, uh, uh, let's see, I'll, uh, I'll leave on this. I, uh, I like to read, like, like weird news stories, and, uh, I, uh, I saw this one. There's this guy in India who's, like, uh, 25, and he married his own grandmother, which, like, I thought was pretty weird. You know, like, I didn't know that India had rednecks. <laughs> and, you know, it just got me thinking that, you know... You know, some people, maybe even some of you here, uh, might be Indian rednecks and not know if you are or not. And I just, like, came up with, you know, a list of ways to see if you might be one, if you're not sure. (laughs) So just, you know, if you're not sure. Here's how you might know. Um, uh, If you've ever done tech support using one computer that's on top of another computer that doesn't work anymore... You might be an Indian redneck. If you've ever been too drunk to do yoga, you might be an Indian redneck. Uh, if you lost your job at the factory because it got outsourced to yourself, you might be Indian redneck. And uh, finally... Uh, If your dad used to walk you to school because you were both in the same grade and you are Indian. (laughs) Might be Indian redneck. Uh, That's been all for me. Thank you very much. Guys, Matt Manson, let's hear from Matt one more time. It is a really, that is really good. You guys, are you okay after that? That was really good. Because it was planet, there was the planet Earth. Do you guys, did everyone get, do I need to explain his joke? We should be applauding right now. That was a great joke. Great. I just love it when so many, ah, I love it. Oh, like, I actually watched the movie for the first time recently. I had never seen it, which is shocking because I, it's kind of my thing. Monkeys in space, that seems like something I would have seen. Uh, but I had not. And uh, who has seen that movie? Who's seen Planet of the Apes? Clap if you've seen it. Wow. I know, I know this is, I know, see when you, because I didn't, I had never seen it, but I had seen impressions of Charlton Heston in that, you know, like you see that for your entire childhood and then you think like, oh, isn't that hilarious that they're like overly, that they're exaggerating how uh, wacky he is in that film. Isn't that amazing that they're just like, you know, really through the roof with his uh, bizarre antics and weird smiling? And then you watch the movie and no, that's actually just exactly what he's doing during the entire film. He, uh... That, that makes the gun thing so much... That makes so much more sense. Like, if you've ever seen any of his movies, like, before that was really his thing, before he was like, no, guns for everybody! Like, when you go back and watch it, like, we could have, we should have predicted that. From, like, his smile is so, like, he's, he's trying to look happy, and he looks like he ate you. So, it's tough. Tough to, tough to trust that guy. And I feel like his, he might be, his judgment might be impaired. Okay. Awesome. Hey, uh, this next dude, we're so happy to have him on the show. We've had him on before, but we were so stoked to have him back. Very cool show he runs here in L.A. Uh, called The Meltdown, which is on Wednesday nights. Meltdown Comics. And uh, also, they have a Comedy Central show that is going to start in the new year. And that will be The Meltdown on Comedy Central. We're, we're so happy for him, aren't we? We're, like, stoked. Way to go! 
So ladies and gentlemen, let's hear right now for Mr. Jonah Ray. Give it up for Jonah. Come on. Hey, bud. We're by this stinky thing, first of all. I love the, I love this nice stinky area. Yeah, this is a, it's a nice area to hang because no one will bug you. And it's just, it looks like they just have barrels of just, I think it's just smell juice. Yeah, it is smell juice. Yeah. I mean, it's the re- so the restaurant next door shares a common like inside alley with the yeah. UCB and there's weird grease buckets. But well, anyway, yeah, it's, it's a fried this is kind of the glamour place. that you can expect. This is from yeah, this is your comedy. Life. This and is also, comedy. Yeah, this is comedy. Yeah. Congratulations on the show. I'm so happy for you guys about oh, the thanks. Comedy Central show. Thanks. Yeah, it's really weird, you know, just uh you know, no one ever starts a weekly comedy show with the idea that it's going to be a TV show. And how long ago did you start? Well, I was doing it monthly. This girl, Linda Pine, started a monthly show. I ended up taking it over. And then uh, about almost three years ago, uh, me, Camille, and Emily took it weekly. Awesome. So a total, I've been there probably seven years. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Seven years at... I didn't actually realize that. Yeah, six or seven years. So you yeah. did it like a couple years and then... And then Camille joined up like pretty much... Right after he moved here from New York, right? Yeah, or was and, there like a gap there? Yeah, like him and Emily came, and then we like met me and you know Deanna, my now wife, uh, met them, and we kind of became friends. And like yeah. we were having food, and they're like, all right, we got to go and check out this place because we want to find a place to put on a weekly comedy show. And I was like, you know, I've been thinking about taking my comedy show weekly. Perfect. And they, you know, they came and checked. What it out. were you eating? Do you remember? Uh, Don't you feel like that's like the moment where you're like, that's and then that's when we got our, and then we got a show. No, I didn't. I don't, <laughs> I don't even remember where we were eating. I remember they were going to go to St. Nick's, oh. that place on 3rd. Uh, but, uh, yeah, well, I don't even know. Probably home. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Home. Yeah. The restaurant. Yes, yes, yes. And... No are you nervous at all about it? Are you excited only? You what, know, how are you feeling? Well, it's weird because it doesn't change. You think, you know, I've been in so many situations where, like, I've tried to sell a show. And, you know, you know when the, if the show goes. I've done a couple pilots. And, like, if this show goes, there goes my life. Like, all day, every day, working on the show, thinking about the show. Um, but, like, this is, like, I sold a show with my friends. Um, they're just going to pretty much shoot it. Wednesday nights. Right. It doesn't affect my life at all. Sure. So it's kind of interesting because I just get to be excited about it. I don't have to really worry about too much for That's now. That's an interesting take on it. And I would also say that something, so in my just short time still just being here, it is interesting to see that, I mean, I think you become busier the more things, the more projects you have going and like the more shows that are out there or albums, all this other, you know, yeah. touring, all this stuff that you that's going on. But um, you're always just a, comic and you always have to like be moving through that thing and yeah. still thinking about like everything else going on in your life and everything else going on in your career it's like there's yeah. no stopping place where it's like oh i got a tv show now no i don't. can just relax forever and yeah. i feel like that's something where when you're not here it feels like when i was starting in chicago it felt like there was a finish line there never is there's this zero is, finish line this is you know um you kind of think about it like if, if being a comic is kind of like setting up your own personal business or a store of some sort. And you make a really good store so people come to your store. And you might expand the store. You might get multiple stores so there's more awareness of it. But in the end, you're just running a store every day. Absolutely. You're just going in. You're opening up. And yeah, you're, you're a small business person. Yeah. And you're just trying to sell yourself. I yeah. mean, the, the comedy products that you have. Exactly. But, you know, you still, you still have to get up in the morning. You still have to open up. You still have to sweep it out. You have to put your glasses on one one side at a time. Actually, no, you do. That's one thing you do simultaneously. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jonah, I can't wait to watch the show. And Thank you so you're much. You're awesome. I'm glad you're Thank here. Thank you. I'm glad you're here. <laughs>
Hey, we are going to bring up our final comic of the night. I am going to bring up our final. I don't know why I said I was speaking. Hey, this last dude. He's coming up now. Uh, we've been trying to get him on the show for a while because I love his stuff so much. He's an author. He wrote a book called Casher in the Rye. He's also got an awesome album out. Uh, and he's here tonight. We've, we have this dude here tonight. Let's hear right now from Mosha Casher, guys. Let's hear from Mosha. Fucking this garbage. I garbage dim area. How many times has that been coming today? We just talk, I just talked about it with Jonah. Not that many times, because really? we're not usually that far back here, but like this is where it really is. Well, the UCB Theater has this, uh, uh, it, like it's like a tide of scent. Sometimes it's like really bad. It's not bad like, tonight. bottom of the seat. Right yeah. now it's pretty good. But it's yes, you're good. right. I have walked in here and, uh, yeah, it smells like meat, like unrefrigerated meat. Yes. Just all the thing for several weeks, things like that. Yeah. Great job. Thank you. you it was fun. Set. It was really fun. So what are you, and I know you, you don't want the material on the podcast and that's, tons of people do that. It's because I don't respect you yeah, as yeah. a comedian. No, I know. I mean, I've, not, I have felt slighted by you in the past and also tonight. Right, if a different comedian yeah. could have did... Well, probably did, a male could, comedian. A male. If a male would... Like a, uh, a, a dude comic if a dude, Let me just say, if a dude comic who, let's say, just to pull an example out of yeah. here, somebody that was really into thick butts. Yeah, but I'm just right. gonna No, just, a dude comic that's into thick butts or like a chick comic that's straight. Or has, a, but has a thick yeah, butt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then you then would kind of, you know, you would want to, yeah, sort of have that happen and so yeah. you would have kind of leveraged. Right. Um, Wait, listen. Just because you're gay doesn't mean I don't want to have that happen. Right, I mean, we're... But the innate frustration of realizing that you haven't realized yeah. or convert... You know, you understand what I'm saying. Well, there's a lot, there's a lot... There's, a, there's an energy here, which I think probably also gives off its own smell, like yeah, a stink yeah, yeah. of its own. Are you mean my, kind of I think we're talking about my yeah, your, energy? Yeah, your personal hygiene. Right. Um, but what are you working on right now? You said that was all new stuff. I so, think it was all new stuff. Let me look to make sure here. I mean, that's... That it was all... You look good. <laughs> yeah. um, it was... Uh, oh, just to break the fourth wall a bit, they're, they're in the theater. People yeah, are walking buddies, by. Um, yeah, well, I did a Shark Week joke. Oh, yeah, I, that, which I, I don't know about. I was like, that's new. That's because definitely. Because Shark Week yeah. is now, I think, currently. Def Comedy Jam, actually, is a very old joke. But I, uh, I've been, I've been, um, I packed it away for a long time mm-hmm. and didn't tell it. Because I think when I first came up with it, I wasn't strong enough to do a joke that lame. Yeah. Does that make no. sense? No. Well, here's what, here's what else I want to say to that. So you, because I didn't, you know, I look people, I look up what's going on with people before the show so that I can, like, give them a mm-hmm. normal intro sometimes, although I forgot when the comedy festival is that Adam K. Holland... Anyway, oh, it doesn't matter. I see. Uh, but, I figured you had mispronounced his name. <laughs> no, no! I was like, it it's happen. in September! And yeah. I'm on it. It's, who cares? Who cares? Who gives a shit? I do uh, not care about your intro for Adam <laughs> K. Holland. I know! Like, straight up, don't care at but all. You, so your first album... Which I think is also your only album, right? It is not my only album. In fact, I had an album come out last week. Are you serious? Yeah. What was that? Well, it's the audio from my special. So it's oh, a little yeah. bit less fanfare than a real proper album, but it is an album. I mean, it's so a So no wonder you've got new stuff, because you're, now you're building back up after kind yeah. of closing that material this off. This is going to sound pretty arrogant. I want to hear it. But I am, in fact, touring with an, with an another hour. Oh, nice. Right now. Wow. So then that'll be maybe your third hour. This will be my third hour. But yeah. the thing is, there's a couple things here. First of all, I'm not some genius. I mean, I mean I'm very good. We well, are a genius. But, but it's yeah. just that my first album was like 10 years worth of stuff. Mm-hmm. So then I got rid of that. Now I have this hour that is like more 
You know what I'm saying? So it's not like I'm just turning over constantly. Did you, oh, yeah, I got another hour. Did you find that it was easier? Like, let's say you got rid of that third hour, or the second hour. Was the third hour then easier to write? Uh, well, Because it yeah. feels like that's quicker. Like, if what you're I saying were, is let's that you're say getting I recorded, If I were to record my special right now with this current hour and then put it out tomorrow, I wouldn't be able to tour right now. So I don't have, like, some other hours. I'm not some, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, I hope people come see you on the road and that they buy your album. What's the yeah. name of your album? It's called Live in Oakland. And oh, if yeah. They, I saw that on the Twitterverse the, at Internet. The old, and the old Netflix. So everything I did tonight was, like, stuff that I'm working on to pad that hour. And by the time I have an hour and a half, this is my mega plan. Yeah, let's By the time it. I have an hour and a half, then I'll tape this current hour so that I'll then awesome. be able to, you know what I'm saying. Sub some stuff in. Theoretically. Yeah. Well, okay, cool. <laughs> Moshe Kasher, one more time, Moshe! What a show we have had. We have had a great show. Also, I have, I have some buttons for friends that are doing a great job. Great job, guys. You get friend buttons. Here you go. Yeah, they're for the show even, so that's nice. And I'm going to go over here. That one's, that one's for you. It's right by your foot, but you can keep it. Um, there it is, pow. And then you each get your own. Uh, awesome. Hey, well, let's hear it for everybody that's been on the show tonight. What a great show. We are here uh, every Tuesday at 8 p.m. at the UCB Theater in Los Angeles. So come back and see us again. I'm Cameron Esposito. Have a great rest of your night. Put your hands together. 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 Put your hands together, put your hands together, put your hands together, put your hands together, get ready to laugh with your hands together, put your hands together, get ready to clap with your hands together, put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh. Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.